ABC Listen. Podcasts, radio, news, music and more. Have you ever heard of the term completionist? It's someone who doesn't just tick the jobs off their to-do list. They go the extra mile to hunt out every single thing on that list so they can confidently and with a deep sense of satisfaction place a big tick next to each item. Birders love a list. And there's always a different bird to track down or a regional species that's worth seeking out. And if you're smart, you might even be able to bring the birds to you. Outsmart the birds. You don't keep doing it. You just do it intermittently and wait and all of a sudden you might see something bob up and uh, say, yes, I tricked you. (laughs) Mick Adzini lives atop the Great Dividing Range in southern Queensland, where the lofty mountain peaks and the lush bushland create a pretty idyllic setting for his passion for bird watching. Here comes a wedge-tailed eagle right now, straight over us. And look, it's being that's a black falcon, so it's being attacked by a black falcon, so that's amazing. See this black falcon here? Oh, where's my camera? <laughs> Often you see a um, bird of prey taking on a bird of prey or giving it at least something to think about? Uh, you do see that often enough. It's not unusual, but the, um, getting a good photo of that is, <laughs> is, is, is hard. We've had some nice birds here this winter. It's been a very uh, strange uh, winter that we've had with a few of the western birds also coming further east. I think they had a, a bumper year and... They just, uh, normally they would come in drought, but this year they seem to have come because uh, there's probably been a big breeding event and uh, they've had to establish new territories and come a bit further. So we've had red-capped robin here. Uh, not far down the road we've had a red-backed kingfisher turn up, which is normally an inland bird. And around here we've also had, uh, we're on the edge of ravens. Most people think, uh, yeah, we only have crows in the Toowoomba but we also get the Australian raven on the western side of town. Uh, blue bonnets, um, red-winged parrots, some of the nicer parrots that we get around here. As the president of Toowoomba Bird Observers, Mick reckons the length some will go to add a particular bird to their list is impressive and something landholders could capitalise on. Toowoomba's uh, missed the opportunity for years, uh, and the Lockyer Valley for that matter, because a lot of bird watchers are coming here and, and doing all this in plain sight, but it's never acknowledged by the council as an income coming into the area. We have our airport now in Toowoomba, well, the Wellcamp Airport, so we have no excuse not to try and get our piece of the pie because um, people are coming and basing themselves elsewhere and then travelling to the Downs and beyond uh, using Brisbane or the Gold Coast potentially as a base whereas we would argue that you could spend you know two or three nights here and if you if you do your uh, homework you could pick up easily 150-200 species uh, within say three hour well within a, a return trip to, to base and you need to go you know, the rainforest areas around the Bunyas and Toowoomba Escarpment and Ravensbourne and then you've got 
the Darling Downs, the Eastern uh, Darling Downs, and uh, the Lockyer Valley. Everyone does the wetlands of the Lockyer Valley because uh, some of the species down there are very localised and they don't get them elsewhere. What's the top of your list as a local? What's been your proudest uh, sighting? Gee, uh, one of my uh, best days was in the Lockyer Valley when uh, we picked up painted snipe and squatter pigeon on the on the same day and they were both new birds for our local list wow so that was probably one of the most memorable i've always uh kept my eye out for the birds of prey because we're concerned about the uh, status of the red goshawk in southeast queensland northern new south wales for all intents and purposes we could say it's locally extinct and you have to go a lot further. So I ended up having to go up to North Queensland to see one, for sure. But there have been sightings in the Toowoomba area in the past, and we really don't understand why that species has totally sort of disappeared from a large percentage of its range. And uh, there's uh, definite you know, funding needed to sort of answer some of these questions of why some species have declined. And that's a That's a rare one, but there's been... Smaller birds like um, white, white, white-backed swallow has basically disappeared from our area and we really don't understand why. And there's several woodland species that are, are well-known elsewhere to be in decline and the same is around uh, southeast Queensland and Toowoomba area. Mick's contagious enthusiasm has also persuaded a couple living on the outskirts of Toowoomba to rebrand their farm stay as an avian enthusiast's haven. Hi, Michelle. Hi, Amy. Welcome to Coimbrum Country Cottages. We are very close to Toowoomba, a little hidden gem, we're told, because nobody realises that you can be so much in the country and so close to town. Typical basaltic uplands with vine scrub, and we've been letting it regenerate, so... Yeah, it's a really special little spot. We always have pale-headed rosellas, the superb fairy wrens. We've named one of our cottages after the wrens. They're so prolific here. Some people might come and expect to see six while well, there will be a group of 20. The silver eyes, the striated pardalote, the spotted pardalote, which are really beautiful little birds, but they are so tiny and often so high up in the trees. People have just always come here and said how beautiful it was and how relaxing it was. So that was our main thing, that people would enjoy it. And, um, yeah, if they can just absorb some of the message about looking after the land while they're here, we were happy with that. But, yeah, it seems that the birding side of things is becoming very popular. Uh, we've had interest from international um, wholesale tourist agents lately and, yeah, that's pretty exciting. Nothing we thought would happen before, but uh, I guess it's a new place, even for people in Australia. It's, you know, we're quite close to Wellcamp Airport. People could fly up from Melbourne, see a whole different range of birds and stay for a few days. But it's not just southern Queensland where bird tourism could take off. In the heart of the vast Queensland outback, Bob Wallace has assumed the role of caretaker on a secluded yet exceptional cattle property known as Kilcowra Station. Situated 1,200 kilometres to the west of Brisbane, this remote property boasts a landscape of endless red dirt and mulga trees. However, it's also graced with enormous lagoons, where a symphony of native birds seek refuge in age-old coolabar trees. G'day, Bob. How are you going? 
Oh, I'm very well, thank you. I, I just saw a, a Major Mitchell cockatoo, sometimes called pink cockatoos in some books, land in a tree uh, within about 20 metres of me. So uh, I'm very happy. And just outside the camping area near the shearing shed, there's a small family of uh, banded lapwings that uh, have got a couple of very cute little chicks with them. I've just looked up another tree that's glass. <laughs> glass and corellas, I mean, they're so common that you uh, forget about them. Um, the babblers are another bird that's of interest around these areas because they tend to be in fairly restricted areas. But of course, the further west you go, the less permanent water sources you'll find, forcing the congregation of many types of birds, even overseas visitors. International birds are sort of hit or miss. The, just just recently, we've seen a number of what they call shorebirds or waders in the old place, that uh, such as sharp uh, tail sandpipers. We saw some common sandpipers and some green shanks, but they're very transient. They'll just stop for a day or two, and you won't see them. You just got to be pretty lucky uh, to be in the right place at the right time to see them. And where do they come from? Well, some of them come from Siberia or Mongolia or, or places well north. They, you know, they, they end up gathering on the shorelines. Uh, all down the east coast are particular areas where the, uh, the, these waders will congregate. So tell me, they just lob in for the day? Uh, the, the ones here may be the, uh, several days. It, it's, it's hard to quantify because... Uh, You've got to be lucky to see them, and uh, they may got be gone the next day. But I know at some other places they've, they've stuck around for a week or so at a time. Did you have your camera handy this time? Uh, unfortunately, no. <laughs> <laughs> Just like many outback properties, Kilkara doesn't primarily cater to bird watchers. Its owners are also preoccupied with the essential tasks of mustering their cattle for market, especially after enduring another challenging dry season. But if you're keen to spread the word, Toowoomba birder Mick Atzini says the community will add you to their list. Yes, a lot of landholders are quite aware and uh, I get some great feedback from some of the local farmers that I know. In general, I would say most farmers value their land but don't necessarily know at a very intimate level at all what, what's on it. You know, they would say, OK, we, we maybe got... 30 species of bird and it's probably closer to 100 species throughout the course of the year. And Michelle Purse would also encourage you to promote your property for its bird assets and has a few tips along the way. Yeah, I, I think it's definitely worth it. Um, don't overcapitalise, um, make the experience the, the main benefit. We never promote ourselves as luxury. You might get five stars on Google etc. That's different to being a five star motel. Our motto is we're a home away from home mm-hmm. but um, just without all the responsibilities and <laughs> day-to-day drama you can just come here and totally relax and yeah.